Welcome to the Ex Nihilo Podcast, where we help you become the person you were created to be. I'm your host, Eddie Williams. So glad that you could join us this morning or afternoon or evening or whatever you're doing. (laughs) So glad you could join us. Um, We've got a great show planned for you here today. I'm very excited about it. And uh, actually, if you've been following Ex Nihilo or me for a little bit, you know that I was on um, their show uh, not too long ago, probably five or six months back. Uh, I'm talking about Natural Stacks, Optimal Performance. Um, Ryan Muncy is the host, and he is joining me today. But first, I want to talk about our uh, interesting fact. You normally we do like a fact that's a little bizarre on the show, but I want to do something um, that's like just a little more informative. Um, and we're talking about today, a portion of the show is dedicated to talking about eggs and egg quality. Well, um, there's been a little confusion. So the other week, I think I talk about this a little bit on the show. The other week, I was um, visiting my in-laws, right? And my in-laws know that my wife and I, we like to eat pasture-raised eggs. And you're going to hear about the difference of uh, the eggs shortly. But they they know we like different types of eggs. And so right by their house is a Trader Joe's. And uh, Trader Joe's is a good store, but they don't have pasture-raised eggs. But they go to the store and they pick up uh, regular eggs, uh, cage-free eggs, brown eggs, <laughs> and free-range eggs. And those are all three different types of government and classifications for eggs. And so they buy all these eggs. And when I get, right when I get to their house, I go, hey, Eddie, guess what? We've got the eggs you like. And then they've got, you know, three or four types of eggs. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And meanwhile, a few minutes later, and I seem like a snob, but you'll hear a little bit why later in the show. Uh, it's important to have the right type of eggs. I, uh, you know, didn't tell them, but I was dialing up a, a farmer or, you know, trying to find the nearest place I can get those eggs, the quality eggs and get them. And the the weird insight I have for you on that is if you've ever seen a pasture-raised egg, a pasture-raised egg is bright yellow, if not orange in the yolk. When you crack the egg into the pan, it doesn't shatter and splatter all over the place and you go, oh man, I can't make eggs. Well, the reason why you haven't been able to make eggs and they keep cracking on you is because they're so much biologically weaker that they the, the, the membrane of the yolk just, just comes apart when cracked. Um, it's so disgusting. The shells are weaker, so the eggs crack more. Um, the yolks are not as rich. They're very palish yellow. And so if you've ever cracked the egg and you see like a palish yellow egg, that's a very unhealthy egg. The eggs are also lower in vitamin A, vitamin E, and vitamin K. And so if you're eating the eggs for the vitamins and the omega-3s, well, you're actually getting less of them than you would normally get. And yes, there is omega-3 infused eggs where they feed the the, the chickens, you know, flaxseed or this other types of things. But we find, and science would agree, that feeding the the uh, the chicken what it would normally eat if it what if you weren't around is probably the best thing for it. So chickens will eat grubs they find they'll eat grass they'll eat all sorts of things. What they don't eat is corn, uh, grain, and flaxseed, omega fused, omega three infused flaxseed, and all sorts of other these other things. So. And what they certainly don't need is antibiotics, which is most certainly pumped in your conventional eggs. So anyway, I just wanted to give you a heads up on the egg quality and what the differences are. We are going to go more in depth in that with our guest, as well as talking about some training and nutrition tips. Um, But 
on to our guest, Ryan Muncy. Ryan is a, is becoming a friend of mine. And funny thing about the internet, you don't even have to meet anybody anymore. You can just meet him through the computer. And me and Ryan are, are becoming friends, you know, over the internet, right? And so, and we've seen each other talk on Skype. So I don't know if we could be catfishing one another. It's just not possible. <laughs> So Ryan Muncy is a mental and physical performance specialist with a degree in food science and human nutrition from Clemson University. He holds a number of job titles, including fitness model, gym owner, strength coach, freelance fitness writer, and chief optimizer at Natural Stacks. Find Ryan's articles and optimal performance podcast at optimalperformance.com or email Ryan at ryan at naturalstacks.com. And I'm going to link all that for you in the show notes so you can get a hold of them really quick. We also dive into what it looks like to eat quality supplements, again, the egg issue, and what it looks like for a man to do yoga and why increasing your mobility can actually add years to your life. So we're going to jump directly into Ryan uh, in, in our conversation on the show. And I just became fascinated with the fact that we can control the output that we get from our body by manipulating the foods and beverages that we put into it. Mm. Uh, and, and that just led to this whole thing of, Hey, I'm going to change my major got into, so my degree is food science and human nutrition. Basically I'm an RD. I did not do the internship, so I can't call myself an RD, but I do have that undergraduate. Um, when I graduated and that was a, that's a whole nother like chapter in the story. I'm jumping ahead. But, uh, when I graduated, I had a contract to go be a, a fitness model in New York. So mm. I didn't want to go sit in a hospital and learn how to be an RD when I could go to New York and be a uh, fitness model. Yeah. So, you know, it's like when you come out of college, somebody says, Hey, we'll pay you to come up here and lift weights. And uh, it, it didn't actually turn out to be that, but it was, I don't regret <laughs> it. it. It was fun. I learned a lot about life and, and how to survive in New York. And, and that's where I became a personal trainer. Um, the real goal with trying to become a model was that I knew I needed some kind of a platform to be able to educate people on the nutrition stuff that I was learning. As I kind of became fascinated by it, I realized that what the average person knows and, and what the public knows as nutrition information is so backwards and so wrong. And it was just so frustrating for me. I'm the only male in my family who's not diabetic. Um, I grew up in the South. I think you and I talked a little bit about this on, on our podcast where, you know, I grew up drinking sweet tea and, and eating, you know, the stuff that most people eat. And I had no idea that it wasn't healthy. Mm. And I think today that's the thing that, that kind of fuels my mission more than anything is, is the lack of education in terms of how to feed ourselves. It's amazing that, that we have adults and we have kids growing up and we're not being taught how to truly feed ourselves. I mean, we know how to go to the store and buy something and eat it, but we really don't know about how the body works and how to feed it. Um, so, so that was kind of it. the idea of becoming a model was, you know, I knew I needed some kind of platform. Well, why is anybody going to listen to this dude who says, Hey, you should be eating whole eggs. Uh, when I, when I said that in, in 2009, people were like, wait, really? You know, it's, and it's a different story now, right? Uh, I think a, people are a little bit more receptive to that. And, and We've made a lot of progress since then. Um, so New York model, became a personal trainer there, moved home, um, continued working as a personal trainer, started my own uh, gym, House of Strength, um, have transitioned from that into doing the podcast for Natural Stacks, and now it's become full-time with them in terms of uh, blogging, um, doing all kinds of content, and, and helping them 
uh, spread their message and hopefully disrupt the supplement industry. And that's our goal there with natural stacks. Um, <laughs> that's an awesome goal, man. I think you guys are doing it. I love natural stacks. And like I was telling you before the show, um, I plug it as much as I possibly can. In fact, someone just texted me, I mean, literally <laughs> about 20 minutes ago and I have the text to prove it. And they asked me what type of protein to get. And I sent them just the link. So, and I don't, you know, you, I'm not on your guys' payroll. So <laughs> you're making, you, you know, you, you've got good fans and, uh, you know, we're going to get into some of the stuff on the food yeah. and the, uh, and the exercise in just a second. But I mean, how did you connect with natural sex? What was the link there? How, I mean, what, what made that natural? Well, first of all, I, I appreciate you plugging us and supporting us, helping us push that message. Um, so the connection was actually uh, when I had House of Strength, the gym, when we were going full throttle, we actually got contacted by them um, to be a wholesaler. And I told them, hey, at the time I was doing a podcast for the gym and I said, hey, I, I would like to do a podcast with you guys, interview you. I had heard their Siltep creator, Abelard, on Bulletproof Radio on Dave Asprey's podcast. So I'd heard of them and I'd actually tried Siltep. I loved it. Um, I'm kind of a nerd. I like to read science stuff. I've always kind of been into like the scholastic things. So when I heard about Siltep, I was like, oh, I can actually be smarter. Um, so so I think you know that was my first introduction to the company. And then I actually went to the Bulletproof conference um, in 2014 um, and met them out there. Um, we went out to dinner and, and just kind of we hit it off. I mean, the, the co-founders, uh, Ben and Roy, are just awesome guys. They kind of have the same belief that you and I had that, you know, the supplement industry wasn't meeting the needs of people like you and I, people who want premium ingredients. We want uh, honest labels. We want to know exactly what's in the products we're getting. We want the best of everything. So they created that. And, you know, with them wanting to, to have it in our gym, you know, my stance with the gym was I'm only going to sell retail things in the gym that I use personally. You know, people have always asked me when I was modeling, when I was being a personal trainer or whatever, they always ask. And it's just like you got a text. Hey, what protein should I use or, or anything like that? I'm never going to recommend something to another person that I wouldn't use myself. Mm -hmm. And it just made it natural that if I was going to start carrying products in the gym, that I was going to get involved as a wholesaler with things that I used. Um, so for the most part, for us, that was bulletproof and natural stacks. Um, Do you think that? I was just having this conversation earlier today. Do you think that, you know, there's there's a lot of good supplement companies that are starting to kind of come come surf to surface, and you know, it hasn't been the case in the past. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you walk into a GNC, it's like a roller rink in there with all that neon green and pink and all that's <laughs> that's going on, and the giant dudes with veins. I mean, do you find is there any people that you come across that are just are still skeptical of the quality of some of the supplements out there? Yeah, I, I think that's it's. I mean, because the the industry has been, you know, the stereotype is exactly what you just said. And it's been that way for so long. Yes, we're making progress. Yes, there are a couple of other companies out there, but we're really just starting to get that rolling. So, you know, the public perception of, of supplements is still, you know, hey, I, I don't know that I can trust these people. And, and one of the things that we're doing to try to get around that or, or to try to help people understand that they can trust, at least with natural stacks, is we never use proprietary blends. We always have completely open source labels. So we tell you exactly how much of what ingredient is in there. Um, and so, so if people who are listening don't know what a proprietary blend is, go pick up any supplement that you have in your pantry or at your home right now. And odds are you're going to see where it just says, you know, protein blend 
or this blend or proprietary blend. And it'll tell you the sum, but it won't tell you the breakdown of those components. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what a proprietary blend is. So, you know, if I was making a, a protein powder, I could say, hey, this is, you know, 22% or, or 22 grams of protein. And, you know, 20 grams of it can be the lowest quality stuff that barely qualifies as protein. Yeah. Uh, or if I say this nootropic is, you know, 1000 milligrams of a proprietary blend, 900 milligrams could be sand. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and that's, that can pass. And, and people are starting to realize that, you know, that's not what they want. And then, and you're right. Like there are a lot of companies out coming out now and trying to change that. Uh, but I do still think that a lot of people's perception is that, you know, that's it. We're not in the wild west anymore. We're <laughs> slowly getting people to realize that. Thank goodness, man. And uh, it's funny, funny story. I was going into, I ran out of some, some magnesium and uh, or some ZMA or wh whatever it was a couple of weeks back. And I, and I'm driving after my workout, I'm driving, I saw a GNC and I haven't been in a GNC <laughs> in a long time. I mean, it's with Amazon and like natural stacks and bulletproof and these companies where you could just order and it comes, it's, it's so much simpler and it's much better quality, but I'm like, oh, I need it. You know, I need it today. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump in. So I went in to the, the GNC and I go in, I'm like, Hey, do you guys have any you know, zinc magnesium stacks or, you know, mag just magnesium. And of course it brings me to the magnesium oxide, right? Which right. is just, you know, diarrhea <laughs> like, waiting to happen right. or whatever. Right. <laughs> Junk, better off taking nothing. Right. Not going to absorb it. Right. So I, I'm like, no, what about, you know, magnesium zinc stack. Do you have anything like that? And he's like, well, we've got like robo blend or whatever, you know, some just ridiculous thing. And he brings me over and it's, you know, it's got all that. And then it's got like, uh, caffeine and hydros and all this other, just, just tons of caffeine. in it. And I'm like, man, what, what is this? Dude? I'm not trying to like become a superhero. Right. So, so, you know, there's always that danger with, with the supplements. Right. I mean, it's, it's like that. Yeah. And again, that's why we've always said, with with natural stacks, you're going to see exactly what's in it. Um, there's there's never going to be a surprise. And and you know, like I said, with the guys Ben and Roy that that started it, you know, they had the same frustrations that you have. You pick up the product, and you're like, okay, and then you flip to the back and you read the ingredients, and you're like, man, I, what is this crap? I don't want that. And and like you said, it's you know, even if it is just plain magnesium, it may not be the best version of it. And that's that's another thing that we focus on is, you know, number one, with a name like natural, we have to have everything in our product be natural. There's no synthetic ingredients. You know, that's what we want. But also by naming the company Natural Stacks, we have to adhere to that. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to ingredients, the, the goal is always going to be what's the most bioavailable form of magnesium or what's the best form of whatever product we're talking about. You know, if it's protein, it's grass-fed whey protein. Um, you know, it's not denatured. It's not heat processed. All of those things that, you know, it, it, the only reason that every other company doesn't do that is for profit margins. You know, they want to keep yeah. their bottom line as low as possible so they can make as much profit as they can. And, and you know, GNC marks some of that stuff up ridiculous and <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. I think that's another reason people kind of feel snake bitten when it comes to, or, or, you know, reluctant, hesitant, whatever words you want to use about, you know, supplements. Yeah. And in one of the supplements that most people use regardless is protein. And you guys have a pretty awesome protein um, with the grass fed whey, with the collagen. It's really, yep. really awesome stuff. Tell, you know, Johnny Weightlifter who's on the show here and he's excited about, 
getting ready to work out, but he wants to kind of, you know, go the natural stacks route, the, you know, the ex nihilo route. What, yeah. you know, what's the difference between, you know, some sort of GNC protein and then what you guys have got going over at natural stacks? What's, uh, people use the, the saying all the time where it's like, you know, why have hamburger when you can have filet, right? Yeah. It, it's yeah. kind of like that. Like, I mean, you're talking about extreme differences in, in quality of protein, um, mm-hmm. but also the product itself. I mean, if you look at our label on our protein, it's, it's whey, it's collagen, we actually have colostrum, and then there's either the vanilla or the cacao, whatever it's flavored with, that's it. There's mm-hmm. there's no sugar, there's no filler, there's no uh, emulsifiers, there, there's no, there's there's nothing in there that you you don't want. I mean, if you're taking, this was always something that, that blew my mind, and I used to write about this all the time, even before I joined up with Natural Stacks, was, you know, if you if you go look at the average protein label, and the serving may be, let's say the serving is a 30 gram scoop, mm-hmm. right? And the um, the grams of protein might be twenty to twenty five grams, right? What's the other five or ten grams? <laughs> Sand. <laughs> well, it, you know, it's it's not protein, and I'm yeah. I'm trying to buy concentrated protein powder. Like yeah. I, I want I want protein, and you know, I'm not saying ours isn't a hundred percent with natural stacks. It's not a I don't have the the tub in front of me, but I'm sure somebody's going to go out there and say, well. You know, I think our serving of our, our our serving is like 16 grams of protein, and it may be like a 19 or 20 gram scoop. Um, but you, you're getting really, really high quality protein that that helps your body. Your body doesn't have to fight it. Um, if you're taking low quality, if you're putting any low quality food in, then you, you, your body has to to fight it. You have negative responses as opposed to a positive response. Um, you know. Personally, I would rather eat 100 grams of the best protein available than have 300 grams of BS protein from, you know, crappy chicken breasts and mercury-filled tuna and and garbage protein powder. You know, if we're talking like Johnny Bodybuilder, I mean, I think you and I have both gone through the phase where, you know, that was where we were also. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, so there's nothing wrong with being there. It's just at some point you have to realize that, you know, we're in this for the long haul and we want what's best for our bodies. And, and I don't know about you, but I mean, I can say that that personally now I'm able to perform at a higher level. I feel like I look better than I did when I was a model and I feel better than I did at that time. And my approach to calories is completely different. My approach to protein is different. And I mean, you're hearing the differences now where it's, you know, it's, it's all about quality, um, you know, putting the best in and, and getting the best out. And it's not just, you know, that's in terms of ingredients, not just uh, macros. Yeah, I think people have always kind of uh, um, taken qual- the idea of quality and, and kind of uh, put it together with something like price, where if the protein is 80 bucks <laughs> at, at uh, GNC, then it must be really good quality. But man, I've had some of these proteins or some of these other supplements, and I felt horrible after. I mean, we're talking stomach aches and headaches and nausea. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've thrown up after having to like chug a protein shake in high school and then try to go do a workout and go, oh man, what did that do to me? But the quality yeah. of of the supplement makes it makes a world of difference. You have a, a grass a good grass fed quality whey protein before mm-hmm. you work out. I mean, that's going to replenish you. You're going to feel good. You're not going to feel horrible after. I mean, so that's a big difference. Quality does matter. I mean, it's, 
It does. And, and if, if you're paying that close attention to, to your body and, and how your brain is working, how you're thinking, how you're feeling, how you respond to anything that you eat, yeah. you'll find out pretty quickly, you know, whether your body likes this supplement, this protein, whatever it is that you're putting in, whatever it is you're taking. Um, I'll tell you a, real, a, a funny story real quick. Have you ever heard of muscle testing? No. No. Okay. So uh, there's this, this whole thing. You, you should probably get an expert on it. You can do a whole podcast on muscle testing. All right. The idea is that everything in, in the world vibrates, right? Yeah. I'm going to be that guy on your podcast. I came no, on it. I'm going to be the guy that's like a kook, right? So <laughs> I have a book. This uh, I love this guy. He's uh, David Hawkins. Um, this is a book, Power Versus Force. Okay. You would love it. Um, and uh, he's got a couple other ones. Letting Go is a great book. Um, but anyway... Everything vibrates. Words vibrate. They have, uh, they're, they're connected to, to vibrations. And so with muscle testing, it's like, all right, I have this glass of water. And you can do a baseline test of either like breaking a circle like this mm-hmm. or like you hold your arm out and you push it down and see how easily it goes down, right? You have to have two people. So one person is the tester. One person is the testee. But if, if I was going to test this water, right? If this water was good for me, if it was going to make me stronger, then I would have better resistance in my arm going down or, or having that circle broken. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Definitely. And if something, if something has a negative effect on me, then it's going to go down. So the reason I showed you that book is like everything in that book is based on muscle testing. That's cool. Like even tells you like there's, there's famous people through history, like what level they vibrated at. And it's, it's really cool. Wait, um, what's, what's the book again? Say that again. It's called Power versus Force. Power versus Force. Who wrote uh, David Hawkins? We're going to link that in the show notes on xnlhealth.com yeah. so we can yeah, get he's, folks he's to buy a, that. MD, PhD. I mean, he's he's. It's not all frou frou cuckoo stuff, but but anyway, the story is when we were at the Bulletproof Conference this year, we had a guy who strongly believes in muscle testing came up to our booth and was asking us about it. So you know, he kind of asked us a lot of the same questions that you've already asked us, and he just grabbed a bottle of it, held it to his chest, and was like, yeah. This made me better. So he's like, any bar? <laughs> All yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, that's, that, that's, you know, if, if you're into muscle testing, you know, that, that could be, could work. But I mean, I think, you know, you, you take the, the thing is, that my, I guess my point is, you know, if you're on the fence about grass fed beef, eat grass fed beef compared to, you know, non grass fed beef for a while and see which way you feel better. Yeah. Do the test yourself, pay attention and, and listen to your body. Um, you know, the muscle testing is, it gives you a visual uh, and it's kind of funny, but, but yeah. still you're listening to your body and, and something's either going to work for you or, or, you know, it doesn't. Yeah, that's good. And yeah, I think there's so many skeptics out there when it comes to supplements or grass fed beef or whatever it is. And they just immediately go, Oh, if it's pop, if it's becoming popular and then it's probably just this granola deal that I don't want to be a part of. And so I'm just going to immediately uh, go against the grain on it. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because I think the rise in popularity in a lot of these paleo, bulletproof, natural stacks, like all of this stuff is because people are are it it's it's really starting to snowball. I mean, we're starting to gain traction in this movement of, you know, we're tired of being force-fed, you know, factory farm meat and and cheap eggs and cheap chicken and and trash stuff. And and you're starting to find more and more people um you know, the message is getting out. More and more yeah. people want to get on board with that. The demand is getting higher. There's more companies, you know, popping up to meet that demand. 
Um, so yeah, if, if you're not aware of it or, or if you're just kind of learning of it, I think it, it, you're right. It, it, it would be easy for somebody to say, um, you know, this is just another fad. Yeah. It's just another fad. And then but, 10 years yeah, later, the, they're using it. Well, yeah. I mean, the truth is it's not a fad. It's, 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 we're going back to basics. We're going back to, it's the ex nihilo, right? right you know, exactly. going back to the way we're supposed to be. Um, that's, that's exactly where we're, the aim is. I think with a lot of the new stuff that's coming out. Speaking yeah. of which, let's talk about that. You wrote an awesome blog on eggs and I just about freaked out because, you know, it's exactly <laughs> what I'm trying to articulate to everybody. Um, let's talk about the differences between some of these <laughs> eggs, okay? Because, okay, real quickly, since you went off on a tangent, I'll go off on one. So I'm at my my uh, in-law's house uh, for the holidays just a couple months ago. And we go there and they know that me and my wife, we like to eat, you know, pasture eggs, pastured eggs. And we, we stay, we, we do like the raw milk for my, my daughter and, and my son. And, and so they know we're, we're like this. Well, they, you know, they come in and they're like, well, we got like two types of eggs for you. And we got the free range brown eggs and we got the grade A uh, fr free range and cage free. And we got two different types. And, and you know, it's like, I don't want to eat that. So I just, you know, how, thank you very much. And I'm like, okay, I need right. to run off to a store and find <laughs> some good eggs, you know? So right. <laughs> explain to me for people listening who think I'm a freak, what are some of the key differences between these eggs and why is it such an issue? Yeah. So that was actually, it was really cool to have the response to that blog post that we got because I was in a similar scenario you were in where normally I go to a farmer's market and buy farm fresh eggs, uh, or there's a local co-op here where I can get farm fresh eggs. And these are eggs from chickens that are, are, they're not in the, they're not in a coop. They're not in a house. They're not in a cage. They're just, they're, they're completely to use the word free range, but they're, they're pasture raised hens. Right. And so th those eggs, um, was, was story is I didn't have any and I had to go to the grocery store and, and I was just, I was mesmerized at the, at the choices. I was like, how are there this many choices at a regular grocery store and eggs? And, and, you know, and they all say cage free and, and free range. And, and they're advertising that as it's not the cage free or the free range that drove me crazy. It was that every time I picked one up to read a little bit closer, it said, you know, our chickens are fed grain free vegetarian diet. <laughs> That's what kills me. And it's, it's, you know, they're bragging and, and they're boasting about the fact that their chickens, you know, eat these, these, you know, it's grain fed and right. chickens don't eat grain. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe they, maybe they, you know, if you leave them to be, they, they might get some, but they're scavengers. They mm -hmm. eat bugs and lizards and they're, they're omnivores. They'll eat whatever they can get their hands on. They're not strict vegetarian. Mm -hmm. So that's what kills me is that, that when you eat, like humans, if we eat a diet that's not natural to us, we know that that has a negative impact on our health. Yeah. You know, and it's the same thing with the, the argument of, of grass-fed, grass-finished beef versus factory-farmed cattle. Cows are meant – they have four stomachs. They're supposed to eat grass. They're not supposed to eat you know, corn pellets or soy pellets, especially corn that's covered in Roundup. Yeah. But yeah. We'll, stay on, we'll stay on the chickens. <laughs> you know, right. if you eat – animals that that have been fed a diet that's not natural to them you're not getting the nutrition that that you think you're getting and you know even worse you could be eating you know sick tissue sick flesh and you know especially with something like an egg i mean that's yeah i mean yeah like when you eat meat you're eating animal flesh i mean you would think that you would want to eat a healthy animal not one that's 
rotting on the inside while it's alive or, or you know, pumped full of antibiotics or whatever. So oh. I, I'm I'm kind of exaggerating, but but I think you understand. You get the uh, point. I don't know if you. I mean, I don't know if you're exaggerating that much. I, I mean, you probably so, saw Food Inc. like I did. You saw those chickens yeah. laying on their back. They're too yeah. heavy to walk because they're exactly. pumped full of antibiotics and steroids. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And they're not given room to to move, so they never develop leg muscles big enough to to support their upper bodies. Right. Oh man. Yeah. And it. And then they're going to lay an egg, and you're going to eat that. And so, if you've ever had a pastured egg or a farm fresh egg. The yolk is almost orange. I'll never forget the first time I cracked one open. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's darker than this yellow, if you can see on the Natural Stacks logo here. I mean, it was, I just remember thinking, oh my God, that's orange. Um, so, you know, if, if you see, if you go to buy eggs and the marketing for that egg is touting that the chicken has been fed a vegetarian grain-fed diet run, <laughs> I don't care if it's I don't care if it says cage free or free range. Don't buy it. Don't eat it. It's it's it, that chicken wasn't fed its natural diet. Why would you brag about that? You know, that's like saying you know, hey, I fed this cow corn. <laughs> it's vegetarian. Yeah. Corn. Well, and, they, and so, they've got that on beef too now. Vegetarian yeah. fed diet, which is corn and grain. Okay, great, thanks. There's a there was news that came out about two weeks ago where there, the FDA was actually going to try to um, change the the labeling so that they didn't have to um, the the label the the label of not being labeled grass fed was costing beef farmers money. Yeah, I've heard so they're this. fighting it and they're trying to get rid of that label differential so that could be why you're saying you know you're why people are seeing what you just said where it says vegetarian fed well i mean yeah corn and grass are both vegetarian so how do we differentiate as a consumer you know yeah. that's that's not in our interest i mean congress is trying to pass the the dark act deny americans the right to know and a lot of that has to do with gmo labeling but it's still the same concept where people who stand to lose a lot of money if the American consumer switches to all grass fed and pasture raised. Yeah. You know, those people who stand to lose a lot of money are pulling some strings to try to make it so that they don't lose billions and billions of dollars. Um, you know, if, if you watch Cowspiracy or Food Matters or Food Inc., you see a lot of that. And, um, but yeah, you know, you, I guess back to your original question, the, the, the cage free, the free, free range, I mean, those those terminologies and I spelled it out on that blog. We can link to that in the show notes yeah. as well. Yeah. But but there's very distinct um, language there, and and you know free range just means that they had the ability to leave the cage if they wanted to. Uh, cage free means hey they're not in a cage that's the size of you know this laptop, but they may be in a house that's you know the size of your room, and there could be 500 chickens in there. That's not a cage. So technically, they can call that cage free. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just have to be really, really careful. And and what I found, and what I what the point of that blog post was that you know, look, a don't eat vegetarian eggs. B, you know, don't trust those labels. You need to get it either from a farmer that you know, you know, where you can ask them the first time at a farmer's market. Hey, tell me about your chickens. Mm-hmm. And every time you go to the farmer's market, that's your guy. And and now you're supporting somebody local. You're supporting somebody who's involved in this movement. And it's a community thing, and and that's that's really what this whole movement is all about. 
Yeah, and, and they're they're oftentimes pretty cheap too. I mean, I go to the farmers market or uh, the local farm we have here out in Salt Lake City, and I mean, you can get a, a you know a dozen eggs for four or five bucks, pasture raised, farm farm fresh eggs. And you can go into a store, and yeah, you could get. I guess you can go to Costco and get sixty-four cyborg eggs for four dollars. <laughs> yeah, but you're not getting it. I've got your blog post up here. Pasture-raised chicken eggs, four to six times more vitamin D, four times more vitamin E, double the vitamin A, lower cholesterol, less saturated fat. And it says while we don't necessarily want to avoid good saturated fat, less of it from an inflamed animal, that's a good thing. And then most right. importantly, double. Well, at least for argument's sake. Double the omega three, which people are saying, okay, we should eat eggs. Let's get some good, healthy omega three fats. You might not even be getting any of the stuff you're hoping for, and you're getting a whole lot of other problems involved. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, and and you make a really good point. It is. I think that's that's probably the point I should have started with. Is that if you get to know your farmer, I mean, I pay three or four dollars a dozen for my eggs, and even from a farmer I don't know on our farmers markets, mm -hmm. they're four dollars a dozen. But once you get to know them, if 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 a farmer knows, hey, I can bring three or four dozen to market every week, and this dude's going to be here and he's going to get them. He may he may drop the price to three fifty or three a dozen. You know, talk to them. Talk to your farmers at your farmers market. You'll be surprised what they'll do if they have you know a guaranteed buyer every week. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, that's just the biggest argument I hear all the time. Oh, they're so expensive, and um, but you know, it's I always say you, you, you even if you do have to spend a little more now, you you spend a little more now because the last ten years of your life you're not paying hospital bills the whole time. Yeah, I mean, what what do you have if you don't have your health? I mean, you're you're making a giant assumption there. Um, yeah. You are, and, yeah. I mean, people. I, I don't know what it is about Americans, especially and Westerners. I mean, we just live in the moment. That's what we're about. And, uh, and in terms of an egg, I mean, let's just to quickly to go back to to what they look like. I mean, they're white eggs, right? They're they're pasteurized, so confusing. Uh, a little more yeah. confusing language there. Um, yeah. And and then their their shells are weak. They've got kind of like a palish yellow yolk, and then the yolks. If you notice, you probably notice they they when you crack them into the pan, they break. Yeah. So you can't yeah. make fried eggs very easily, and people are like, "Oh man, you just suck at making fried eggs." Like, or you're just good at it. No, I just have way better eggs than you, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. It's funny. Go yeah. ahead. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit about you know fitness, man. You wrote a, a pretty cool blog. Actually, came out today about yoga. Um, and men in particular doing yoga and, and I'd be interested to hear, you know, your perspective on one, just what it's like being, you know, coming from that model world to now trying to lift for your fitness while eating healthy, because a lot of people don't make, they think that you've got to eat a certain way to be fit, but then also into yoga, let's, you know, I'll let you just fire away on however you want to address okay. it. Okay. Well, I, I guess I'll address the, the blog first. Um, you know, I've always loved reading strength coaches. I've, I've ever since the, the first moment where I said when I was at Clemson and I saw elite level performance, you know, from you know an arm's length away. I mean, I was lucky. I saw I saw C.J. Spiller and Jacoby Ford go one two in the sixty indoor, and I'm I'm sure you know who both of those guys are. Oh, yeah. And um, when when you see them in person up close, you know you've seen elite performance. And I, I just I've been obsessed with it ever since then. And um, so so I, I, one of the guys, string coaches that I love reading is Dan John, mm -hmm. and he was the first that I heard about this study from. And it, it was a study in Brazil, and they found 
an extreme link, extremely close link between mobility and lifespan. Um, there was a simple test where you sit on the floor, um, legs out, so your body's kind of in an L shape, you know, torso's upright, legs are out, and you get up, you get up to the standing position. And if you have to put your hands on the floor, if you have to use the outside of your leg, um, anything other than your butt and the bottom of your feet, then you have deductions from your score. And the more points of contact that people had to use, the shorter their lifespan was. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, this man. was crazy. And, and I, I linked to that study um, on the blog post that you're talking about. Yeah. But it was really cool to, to have, um, you know, that was kind of the, the, the theme or the backbone of this podcast and the blog post that, that you're referring to. So we had a guy from Manflow Yoga, Dean Pullman. He came on and he was talking about, uh, you know, some things that men specifically, but, but humans in general can benefit from, uh, to, to open up their chest, to, you know, sh stretch their hip flexors, loosen up their hamstrings, basically all of the problem areas. And, you know, I think mobility is one of those things that everybody knows that we need more of it, but people just don't do it. You know, it'd be like if you said, Hey, what are the three best tips you can do? Uh, eat better, sleep better and move better. Right. Like that's not that's not really going to surprise anybody. <laughs> yeah. But how many people actually put in the time to work on mobility? Mm. Right. And and if you do, it's it's crazy. It's one of those things where if you dedicate 30 days to mobility, like hard mobility, mm -hmm. like a like a, a I mean, a hardcore dedication to it, like you do the ankle stuff and, and you work on, you know, whether it's a prayer squad or, or anything that he mentioned there on our post. Um you see really, really drastic improvements very, very quickly. And mobility is a thing that as long as you, you can back off of how frequently you train it once you have it. And once you have it, it kind of stays with you. Um, I mean, people see me move in the gym all the time, people that I'm coaching and training, and they're like, man, how do you do that? I'm like, well, I spent time developing it, and I've just never stopped moving, so I keep it. <laughs> and... And it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting where anybody who buys into it, they experience the same thing. Um, you know, so so you're right. That was a really cool post, and I, I yeah. wish a lot more people would. Um, that was our our point of having Dean on was you know that that a lot of people, men in general, just kind of pass that off and and say ah you know like he made the great comment where you know at the end of your workout you know you may look at your workout buddy hey you want to stretch nah I'm just gonna go home I'll do that later or do it tomorrow. <laughs> It's, it's not fun. It's not sexy. It's not as cool as a big deadlift. You're, you're never going to put that on Instagram or YouTube, right? Like, <laughs> just not cool. <laughs> but but what's, what is really cool is not being in pain or, or being able to move, you know, being able to put your socks on in the morning without pain, um, you know, getting in and out of a car. And, and if you've ever not been able to do that without pain, you know, you know, how much we take that for granted. So, I think mobility is a big thing. Um, yeah. I think his, a lot of people, just real quick, I don't think a lot of people really made that connection that you, I will hope people heard with what you just said about mobility in that most people assume that mobility helps you, you know, walk better, feel better, stretch better, but living longer, man. Yeah, that's, that's huge. And I think that was my point was, you know, and, and, you know, look, okay, if, if that's not enough to get you to, to buy in, then, you know, let's here's how I always taught it as a strength coach was, you know, and let's, let's be clear. Mobility is different from flexibility. Like, you know, having the hamstring flexibility to, to say, touch your toes is not the same thing as being able to get into a full range of motion squat. Mm -hmm. 
right? So, so that's kind of that would be my my example quickly of the difference between flexibility and mobility. But so we'll stick with the squat movement pattern. If you can't do a proper squat just with your body weight, how the hell can you expect to load it with an external load, meaning a barbell, and be safe? Exactly. You can't. And and not only <laughs> not only be safe, but but to perform at an elite level, yeah. right? Like I, I know I say like it, it may be weird to hear a guy who says he's obsessed with with elite performance focus on these like these foundation things, but it's true. It's like you know, if you don't have the, I mean, you know this from running form, right? So if we want to, we, you hear running coaches, you know, keep your Z and you got to get your knee drive up. You got to have your foot dorsiflexed. If you don't have, if you have tight hip flexors, you can't get your knee high enough to get proper knee drive. Right. If you don't have the right ankle mobility, you can't dorsiflex your toes correctly. You, you can't get into the positions that you need for optimal performance if you don't have basic movement patterns. Yeah. So, so whether whether the whether the the promise of elite performance or the promise of living longer, whichever one it takes, one of those has got to sell you on mobility. <laughs> it, it it should. I mean, if there's any, I mean, especially I think a lot of athletes know mobility is hugely important. I mean, I've seen guys drop tenths off their forty from opening mm -hmm. up their hips, becoming more mobile in their hips yeah. or their glutes, and just that whole area. I mean, it makes sense, yeah. right? It's. I mean, it's simple mechanics. I mean, like, you know, I think, I forget the exact number, but I think they said when Deion Sanders ran the 40, he took 18 steps. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, I heard right? something like that about Randy Moss, too. But 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 think about it in terms of, like, let's break that down. And, I mean, let's say if, if I'm your performance coach and you come to me and you say, Ryan, look, I run a, a 4 five forty. And I've got to try out, you know, to get back in the league and I want to run a 4-4 or a 4-3-5. We don't necessarily, you know, maybe if your technique is flawless, then, then, you know, this example may not work. We would need to look somewhere else. But if, if you don't have, if you have tight hip flexors and you're not getting proper knee drive, then every single step you take may be six inches or four inches shorter than it could be. Yeah. And if I can get four inches extra on every single step you take without changing your stride frequency, that means your 40 time could go down by a tenth or two tenths just by getting your knee that much higher and adding four inches to every step. <laughs> it's amazing. And, and at that level, that's all it, that's all it takes. Yeah, it's, it means a game of inches. We're, we're talking guys getting drafted 448 and a 444. And they've made one correction, and now they're a second-round pick instead of a fourth-round pick, or whatever you know, whatever the case is. Right, that's huge. Right. Okay, yeah. let's go back to yoga a little bit. Now I've done some yoga. Now I think when I got to college, uh, one of the I got a, a coach that came in like my sophomore year and said, "You've got to get into yoga classes. <laughs> this is massive for you." And at the time, you know, I was flexible. I don't know how many much mobility I had, but I was definitely you know pretty flexible. But nothing compared to what I was like afterwards. Why do you think, I mean, what is it about men that they're just not wanting to get in on this, man? Oh, I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. I, I think, I guess I'd have to go back to what I said a while ago. I mean, it's it's not sexy. It's not, it's not fun. Like, yeah. if you know you've got a big deadlift workout tomorrow, you may go to bed thinking about it or, or you're thinking about it through the day. Uh, nobody goes to bed thinking, Hey, I can't wake up tomorrow to, you know, do a hip flexor stretch or work on my prayer squad or my ankle mobility. Like I, I get it. I mean, it's not, it's like meal prep. Like nobody wants to do meal prep. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, 
I, mean, I don't know. Maybe some people do, but I, it's, I think it comes down to, it falls under that preparation category, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure film study is probably not something that everybody wants to do, but when you realize how much return you get for the time you invest in it, you're a lot more likely to say, all right, well, I need to get in there and do film study. Um, That's good. you know, it's, it's one of those things, right? It's, it's not the, it's not the crowd pleaser. Nobody, it's, it's, it's not an Instagram video. That's, and that's the main that, thing is it's not an Instagram video in right. today's fitness world. <laughs> right. Well, right. It, just think about it. I mean, just like film say you're, it's an investment. Um, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's insurance and it's an investment on, uh, your performance in the future. And that's exactly what it is. You've got to look at it like it's investment. It's not the icing on the cake. It's not the sexy thing, but man, it's effective and yeah. it's making people athletes and, and apparently it's helping them live longer. So yeah. It's big. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey man, we're coming up on our time, but there's something I always like to ask folks. I mean, you've got a wide range of, of talents and abilities. I'm so glad you were able to get on here, be your charismatic self. This has just been fantastic. Um, hope to have you on in the future, but, um, two or three things, man, your best piece of advice. If you're on a mountain and you could shout them and you, you, whether that's your, your clients or folks online, whatever it is, what are you going to tell them? That's the most important things to being successful and being happy. Wow. Uh, yeah, I just looked at the clock and I'm realizing we, we have been talking for a while. <laughs> I, I hope, I hope we've given some, your listeners some, some useful and actionable information so yeah. far. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, so Wow, that's tough. I wasn't prepared for this. I ask people this all the time, and, and uh, I, I'm not prepared. I, I would say number one, um, do what makes you happy. It's good. Do what makes you happy, not not what you think other people will like about you. Or uh, I think we we live in a that Instagram or, or Facebook society where you know you think, hey, if I just do this, or hey, if I just get that. Uh, people will, will value me, respect me, whatever. I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of steal something you said when you came on our show. You said, you know, find your transcendental or your transcendent purpose. And it, it, to me, it's kind of the same thing is what makes you happy? Um, you know, I, I think I'm really lucky. You know, I saw Publishers Clearinghouse is doing this thing where uh, you can win $5,000 a week for the rest of your life. <laughs> okay. And it's like if I won that, I'd still do exactly what I do right now. Yes, and, right. and I think you would too. And Absolutely. I think anybody that you meet who's genuinely happy would probably say that. And, and I think anybody who's maybe not happy is probably either trapped or stuck or, or for some reason not doing what makes them happy. I would say whatever it takes, if it's in your power, do what makes you happy. Um, and number two, I guess is kind of, it goes along with that is, is just believe in yourself. Um, or kind of take take control, take responsibility. Whether it's whether it's the food that you put in your body, um, the the thoughts, the the words that come out of your mouth, uh, whatever it is, I, I think know that you have the power to to control your own destiny, um, and just go out there and make it happen. Heck yeah, man, dude! You know, honestly, Ryan, I wish you know if it wasn't eight o'clock for you right now, I'd have you <laughs> on for a whole another hour and we just roll and do another episode, but. Uh, it's I, getting late. Let's. So. I tell you what. I tell you what. We'll we'll set another one up, and okay. we'll do another one down the road. Because I feel like there's a whole lot of stuff we didn't talk about that we could. Yeah. And 
I, I, I can talk to you all day, man. I love being able to talk with you. So cool. Let's let's do that, man. Well, hey, okay. where can people get a hold of you? Where are they going to find you know your, these awesome blogs? What's going on? Yeah, so everything I'm writing right now with Natural Stacks is on our OptimalPerformance.com blog. Uh, podcast is Optimal Performance Podcast. I believe you were episode 23. Uh, so if people want to catch you on ours, it was episode 23. Awesome. Um, we can I'll shoot you the link to it. We can put it on the show notes if you want. Um, but uh, everything I'm doing right now that we talked about with Natural Stacks is on OptimalPerformance.com. That's the podcast. Um, you know, I still have my personal site, RyanMuncie.com. Not a whole lot of new content going there, um, but that is where I do my coaching through. So, um, social media, Facebook. Social media, yeah. Um, again, it's all the I, I'm running it for Natural Stacks right now, so those are all at Natural Stacks. Okay. Um, and then Facebook is uh, just me, Ryan Muncie. Um, Instagram is Ryan Muncie with an underscore at the end of my name. And, and, and we'll put all this up for you. Don't worry. Yeah. And then Twitter is Ryan Muncie. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Ryan, man, it's been awesome, dude. Thanks for being on. Yeah, Eddie, thanks for having me, and uh, we'll do it again. Absolutely. Awesome.